Hello and welcome everyone to the series of conversations that we are doing with youth change makers from across countries in Asia. This is ahead of the Asia Youth Festival being hosted in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia next week by Arrow. With us today is Yuvraj Lama, who works in Nepal. He's a person with the visual disability and he works with a community of people with disability. So welcome Yuvraj and uh, tell us a bit about your work. Okay, thank you ma'am. Uh, namaste, my name is Yuvraj Lama from Nepal. Here I represent from UA and the project I accomplished, uh, I, I accomplished with uh, partnership uh, with the Connect Nepal. So my project name is Livelihood with uh, Physical Autonomy, uh, which tries to combine the uh, sexual and reproductive health rights awareness on one side and the other side, uh, entrepreneurial part of uh, women with disability. Uh, yeah, and in, in extensive, I'll elaborate later. Yeah. Great. So, about how many uh, people does the project reach? Yeah, recently, yet uh, the whole project hasn't been uh, completed because uh, one uh, that pickle making training, that entrepreneurial part, hasn't been uh, hasn't been accomplished because uh, when I started my project, it has already been started. Uh, monsoon in Nepal. So in summer, in a monsoon region, the pickle, the packed pickle making training uh, cannot uh, be happened because uh, it would be very uh, difficult to protect them from decaying, actually. So that hasn't been done yet. Uh, but uh, on the other, other side, uh, we did the training on awareness of sexual and reproductive health rights of persons with disability. Uh, where uh, 45 participants were participated with, uh, who were uh, male, female, and especially young people uh, were engaged there. Yes, ma'am. Excellent. So tell me a bit about how you thought of this idea and this project and how did it come into being? Yeah, yeah, actually. actually uh, from the very beginning, I was very entrepreneurial. Uh, I had, I, I was having entrepreneurial mindset. So when I joined this uh, change makers program, uh, at that time we were uh, given to design one project. <clears throat> so at the very time I thought that uh, when the, uh, in Nepal, uh, we need a sexual and reproductive health rights, uh, very basic, even in even very basic literacy to person with disability because they are not aware of that. So on the other side, how we could uh, sustain it for the sustainability? Uh, I think uh, I thought that uh, uh, there has to be some. Uh, part or some action for sustainability. So I thought that uh, uh, we can design an entrepreneurial uh, project to sustain the projects. Yes, ma'am. So uh, the entrepreneurship involves training people to make pickles. 
yeah women women with this uh, women with people yeah disability especially yeah okay so uh, they will learn how to make pickles and can sell mm -hmm. them and therefore then earn a livelihood yeah on their livelihood then the certain person yeah i have mentioned there that uh, 30 percent of uh, the profit uh, they can uh, use it for the social side which we call it nepal in nepal that uh, corporate social responsibility they can use uh, that fund for uh, reproductive health rights of person with disability because there are many uh, gaps where uh, we have to work so that just uh, a stable concept but not yet uh, materialized so I think we can go ahead because as by registering the social enterprise, uh, yeah, that's all. Right. right. So uh, when it comes to making uh, people aware about sexual and reproductive health and rights, how do you do that? Yeah, first of all, training and workshops. Uh, what what I did also, uh, we designed our training uh, on awareness of. Uh, sexual and reproductive health rights of person with disability for person with disability so just workshop and uh, trainings but uh, also in community level we have to work because in individual level in family level uh, we just have to work uh, for awareness so even most of uh, nepali women are we're, uh, we're facing double marginalization, women with disability or triple marginalization they may have faced. So uh, they are very behind in this issue. So we must work, I think, in individual level, in family level or in community level. So what are some of the main challenges in your project? Mm, so challenges, <clears throat> By observing this uh, project, so first then the in Nepal, actually most of our uh, projects come with the uh, yeah the development partners uh, that fund. So I'm planning that uh, I'm uh, I'll do a pickle making training and they will. Because uh, in a sense, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not clearly, I'm not being able to clearly mention it, but I'll repeat it. So I, the challenges are because uh, mostly the NGOs and organizations work from the <clears throat> that uh, donor based for project. So if we try to make uh, or we are, if we try to create capital in this uh, uh, year, they are not used to with this. So well, women with disability or persons with disability, uh, they are dependent or they are used to with uh, donor funds. So it is not used to with uh, them to cre create capital by ourselves. So uh, that's uh, that seemed to be one of challenge. Uh, I think, ma'am. And I, you were I, I really sure I when you were designing it, the entrepreneurship part of it was very important to you. You were really sure that you wanted it to be entrepreneurship. Yes, ma'am. 
but at that time our mindset and our habit our uh, our uh, yeah daily sets are not designed in that way because uh, find fundings comes from foreign countries and uh, yeah and then government gives allowances but that's uh, that mindset what we uh, what uh, the we can create our own capital that's uh, we cannot think the people with disability are not thinking in that way so that's uh, i think that that seemed to be one of the challenges man right okay so you're saying that the srhr training goes out to people with disability men women youth but yes, the entrepreneurship part is only for the women is it yes ma'am so why is it that why not train men and youth also in some entrepreneurship skill yeah, that comes with the uh, youth with uh, youth women with the disability actually because because they are facing a kind of uh, like, i mean they face uh, vulnerability in multiple forms because uh, being a woman uh, having a disability and they they are facing i think double triple marginalization in society so uh, if we focus on them the project then the the upliftment or development can is for the for the equity it's just purpose was based on equity okay so uh, if you can tell me a bit about the people who come uh, you know as part of the project some of the women just give me one or two examples who you think have really benefit from the project yeah most of them ma'am uh, so in that training that srhr training the most of uh, women with disabilities were uh, very uh, they, they were not uh, openly talking about these issues so in the first session they were uh, feeling shy and uh, at the very end they also expect uh, further programs in these uh, subject matters they also shared their uh, observations that uh, in a nepal's context uh, persons with down syndrome or intellectual disability and they are uh, in a very childhood they are made uh, infertile because their uh, uterus are uh, taken out in a very childhood uh, period because in a in adulthood they may get a very they think that their parents think that they may get a problem in their adulthood or unnecessary pregnancy so their uh, reproductive rights are, are violated from the very childhood so they shared many stories uh, regarding this uh, regarding uh, the reproductive health in a holistic man yeah so is that still happening this thing that you are saying about violation of reproductive yeah. rights or you know exactly. did it happen 20 years back yeah many case studies have been has been done so uh, in nepal's context there are uh, it's happening many case studies are coming uh, newspapers uh, national dailies are publishing these newses news not newses yeah news so this is problem actually so so projects such as yours and the work that you are doing 
how can how can it uh, you know raise awareness at a greater level and make sure that these kind of things don't happen in the future yeah, actually just this is a very small initiative uh, uh, this is from our side but we need uh, collaboration and partnership with the uh, local go local governments uh, federal governments and other development partners who are working in community level and who are working in uh, <clears throat> local level so very significantly we need uh, um, kind of collaboration and in a, a development discourse because we have some strategies we have some ideas but uh, we ne we may not have resources so they may lack kind of uh, uh, methodology or ideas regarding how to work so in in that gap we can collaborate i think then the the work can be in a large form right so uh, the people with disability that the project is reaching out to uh, what you know just if you can give me one or two examples of the women you think have really benefited from it or engaged very actively with the project just give one or two examples of the people so we can understand them a bit more the kind of disability their kind of life how old are they just one or two examples if you could just pick from your group and tell me about them yes ma'am and in the june 19 that program yeah uh... Uh, we actually uh, at the first time in the first time in Nepal, uh, leprosy affected people. You know, right? So they are also uh, come come under uh, disability, but they were not engaged in uh, programs of person with disabilities. So at the first time, they engaged in this programs and uh, as a uh, beneficiaries because uh, <clears throat> they are expelled from the society because uh, having a uh, leprosy so they are isolated they are kept in uh, some uh, conservation or what to say that centers so special centers so yeah, we called them in program then they shared their stories uh, like what exactly i think is uh, what exactly we found is uh, they shared their stories like I have a blank now. I can. I think we can edit it, right, ma'am? Sure. Yes, of course, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, one of uh, women from Gorkha, the she shared that uh, <clears throat> when she she got married in early age, she uh, got a baby. She gave birth to a baby then. Then, then when she was affected by leprosy she was kicked out from the home so she came into the care home so at the time she faced many problems right so at the childhood uh, early marriage or secondly uh, the functional limitation or yeah or leprosy affection or affect impact of leprosy or uh, that due to that uh, having functional limitation so she faced uh, secondly she was compelled to kick out from the home then being in care home um, she's fighting for uh, the leprosy affected uh, ladies uh, 
then she was not known about this these uh, rights actually uh, reproductive health rights now she doesn't have husband uh, now even having that uh, leprosy because after having the medicines it, it stops but those some parts uh, does not work so at the very point time uh, at the very time she was not aware about uh, <coughs> menstrual hygiene or she was not aware about uh, the overall sexuality. So she was very happy uh, on regarding that, ma'am. Right. So uh, when you do these trainings, do you do them yourself or do you get somebody to do the training? How does it work? Yeah, I, I yeah, we had two trainers, one Sanjia Sreshta, who, who, who is the uh, fellow of Family Planning Association Nepal. Another one is uh, Susil Kumar Karki, who is uh, the expert of MHM, Menstrual oh, Health. Yeah, excellent, Susil excellent. Kumar Karki ji. Sorry, screen reading. So, <clears throat> so uh, there are two trainers, ma'am, actually. So the these trainings will happen for uh, women as well as men and youth. Yeah, yeah. Especially young, you you use your young uh, men and women with disability. So it'll happen. I mean, separately for men and women, or will it happen together? Yeah, it's together. It, together. it has to be. Or sometime when we need, uh, if we need uh, case studies, we have to do separately because we have to bring out the secret stories, which cannot be told in yeah in a group. Right. So uh, if you can just talk a bit about the kind of uh, mentorship that uh, the Arrow program gave you to do your project. The DAS actually for, from the very first day, uh, DAS was uh, motivating us to design a project. But later, <clears throat> when I presented my idea, then later uh, Arrow funded with the $500 seed money so it uh, actually motivated me just it was just a raw idea but uh, it compelled me to work so so some funds are left so pickles making training are, uh, is going to happen by this uh, by coming uh, december because we have to uh, collect other funds as well because it is a, a bit costly so they're mentorship actually yeah, at the up to the last session of the our change makers program, the yeah that 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 mentorship of Das Dakshina Modi's yeah that was that was very grateful. Yeah, very nice, great. Thank you for um, sharing about the work that you do. Anything else you'd like to add about the project, about how it's going, or what you see as way forward? Uh, so we're uh, looking forward to uh, register the social enterprise. We're, yeah, in the in the same theme because uh, as I said earlier, so in Nepal's context, uh, there is no provision of uh, registering the social enterprise. Either there is just a company registration that is uh, private limited or non-profit NGO registration system. So we have to, we're trying to seek the midway where we can work 
from the social side also from the uh, entrepreneurial side as well but legally it is not being uh, allowed but we're trying some of uh, organizations are working in a similar way but how they are registered it is not known uh, yet so we have to seek on that we have to uh, explore on that Excellence. Thank you for sharing and congratulations on uh, you know the great work that you're doing, pathbreaking work that you're doing. And uh, all the best as you take it forward. Um, for everyone listening in, um, this uh, conversation that we just had with Yuvraj Lama of Nepal uh, is part of the series of conversations we are doing with youth change makers across countries in Asia. This is ahead of the Asia Youth Festival happening in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, next week hosted by Arrow. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in knowing more about the festival, please look at the Arrow website and uh, look forward to more of these video conversations with these amazing young people uh, from uh, across countries who are doing such amazing work in their communities. Thank you, Rubraj, and uh, bye for now. Thank you so much. Thank you.